Joe Pantoliano in the Matrix. I'll never get over that one. I did not. God, see that, that was the worst. Oh, that's but then I immediately understood because I was like, real steak. Yeah, I get it. Makes sense. Ribeye. You should do a newsletter. It. You should write about this in your newsletter. This is a great list. Have you already done it? I subscribe. But no. Got him. Hello and welcome to episode number 532 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. <laughs> I, uh, someone told me one time, never <laughs> trust... So- Look, look, I, I was so I was, strong and I knew it was going to not work out. Give I'm me a so rasp it up. Hello, welcome to episode number. <laughs> I'll do Coach O voice the whole episode. Yeah, I actually would like that. That would be great. I was taught never to trust the raspy voice kid growing up. Right. No, it's because fair. Because their voice is raspy for a reason and you don't know and it's probably trouble. And here I am on an episode uh, with uh, Gravel Voice Golden. So I know. I feel bad about it. And listen, I know I don't like to listen to a, an episode when they have a voice thing. So guys, I recognize that you're unhappy. So. No, you don't need to feel bad. This is, this isn't, this is, uh, uh, this is courage. This is integrity. This is fighting <laughs> through brave. the pain, you know? I'm brave. So, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If you have a problem with it, listening, maybe you need to check your heart. Okay. Maybe you should do that. That's right. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things entertained, but do not matter. To find out more about these speculative pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Popcast, and we're on Twitter at PopcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking about the smooch, marries, and kills of December. But before we do that, uh, speaking of smooch, marry, and kill, we think you... Oh, no. It's weird. <laughs> it's the it's upper fine. ranges. They're gone. They're, gotta, they don't I gotta exist. Stay low. I gotta stay low. Okay. We think you should kill the holiday blues by smooching us on Instagram and mm. marrying us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Now, on Instagram, we share videos like Barney getting shivved at the Thanksgiving parade. That video has 138,000 views. It is unparalleled. Um, we also share posts where we gather up your favorite green lights or flavor town opinions or holiday must-haves. It's a weird little community of weirdos who will not try to make you feel bad about not having your life together. And then consider marrying us over on Patreon, becoming a BFOTS. First, you join the community for $0 and start a free seven-day trial that gets you 12 months of premium content, which, what does that include? Well, it includes cinema side pieces on fantastic films throughout the year, including this month's uh, birthday choice for Knox, which is The Godfather. And then you get our last 12 monthly live stream AUAs. You can watch or just listen. You can also attend our December Christmas party AUA on Tuesday, December 5th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Every pop culture news episode of The More You Know and our series pilot program, which includes great first episodes of a lot of great TV shows, including, again, Knox's birthday pick, which is coming up this Friday, which is The Bear, but with a fun Seven Fishes twist. Okay. So simply head to Instagram.com slash the podcast or knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon and hang out with us on all the other days of the week. Links are in the show notes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, Jamie, we are going to be doing the Smooch Mary Kills of December. Uh, and before we get into the specifics, let's just re-explain uh, what that means. Uh, we do a lot of different preview episodes or uh, long vision episodes, um, but those tend to be so concentrated on one medium and are so uh, projected so far in advance. We don't really get to talk about pop culture in, the, in, in terms of like a snapshot from month to month. Um, so that's what this is. Uh, we intend it to be a snapshot of the next month of pop culture. And uh, accordingly, we're going to use uh, uh, these to help guide you on what content within a given month you should be either smooching, marrying, or killing. And if you can't figure out because you're like a baby or something, a smooch means something you should give a shot. A marry means something you should commit some time to. And kill means something you should avoid or abandon, not literal murder, because as a podcast, we have uh, long been against murder just as a, like, that's our platform. We're we always anti-murder. Don't anti-pedophile, do anti-murder. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Both of those things at the same Even time. Even if you, what if people murder pedophiles? No, man, I knew that. I could see that little twinkle in your eye. And I was like, don't ask that question. No, no because, we wouldn't do that either. No, let the, let the legal system take care of business. That's where, so uh, are we anti-vigilante, anti-vigilantes? I think we, it sounds like we are. You know, we are anti-vigilante, unless it's vigilante S word and Taylor is dancing on a chair sexily that that is true i yes i agree with that so we'll we'll work on that uh platform plank um but um jamie uh december what like how we feel this is like you know we're we're not quite uh literally into december but we're kind of wrapping up your birthday month like um are you sad to see it go i'm 100 percent sad to see it go but thanksgiving because it's my favorite holiday because there are no expectations on Mm -hmm. me but there are expectations on me in december so i like it a little bit less but i still love december because I love the coziness of it all. But I, I've learned how to make December work for me. Would mm. you like some of my tips? Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I think you should relax. Buy a fire. Some okay. of your great grandma's famous secret recipe, Delta 8 gummies. They are <laughs> delicious. Okay? okay. And then also, I like to scream into one of my festive holiday pillows that someone gave me, despite the fact that I do not celebrate Christmas. And they know that, yet they keep giving me Christmas-themed gifts. Okay. Also, I like to tweet about my weirdest family members from the bathroom during holiday gatherings. And then my biggest pro tip is to order a holiday sheet cake at the beginning of December, cut it into fours, Hmm. freeze three of the fours, and then just work on one fourth every week. Like a little, when you're at stress, pull that out. Listen, that cake will last really three months, but why, why make it wait? You just have that for your December sheet cake. Publix is my recommendation or Walmart. Did you invent just now like the, the, Stress Advent cake calendar. Oh like, my gosh! Yes, I did. It kind of sounds like what you did. That's really impressive. That's a great idea. I love a stress advent. Perfect. I uh, are you a big throw pillow person? I don't imagine you as like uh, someone with a ton of throw pillows around. No, because I'm always like 
Although I need them because I, my feet normally can't touch the ground mm. in any couch or armchair situation. So I do like it, but I, I, they're never cushy enough or they're too mm. cushy or they maybe have a, no, a reindeer nose sticking out of it if you yeah. don't want a clue about yeah. what I'm talking about. And so they're not for me. Are you a throw person, throw pillow person? This is one of the great battles of uh, my marriage uh, with oh. Ashley. She loves them because they serve a, a, a decorative purpose. Yes. Uh, and she which does I a good job with them. She does, but it just feels like insanity to have that many pillows around the house that are not made for comfort. Because so in the scenario you laid out, you said you need them to get on the couch. So are you like boosting no. yourself up or once you're <laughs> no, sitting, no, are no. you sitting them, I be- need them behind me to push me forward so that my legs touch, my feet touch the floor. My feet okay. don't touch the floor in my own house. I bought. So it's pushing you forward, but you also have a little stack for your feetsies that you're like sitting them on. Like I do have some poofs. Ottoman. I do have some poofs to keep my feet <laughs> elevated. I'm getting older. This is what I, I think do. that's good. I think that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have a ton of tips because December kind of just feels like um, you just white knuckle through it. You know, just like get get something sturdy, wear a helmet, and December's gonna do whatever it wants. Has it always felt that way for you, or has it been more like has it been that way since you were little, or have it, has that been more of an adult? The kids, you know, okay. and then because all the stuff, the Christmas yeah, concerts, and, and you, you, so then you marry, and then there's like a whole you've got your regular family that you just got down, and now you have like a new family. <laughs> And then they have oh. all their stuff that they got to do, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you got to build around that. And you're like, what are we, what about you? And then you want to maybe do your own things as a family, but no, yeah, that's not, know. that's not possible. No, no you don't got get it, to do got it, got it. Yeah. Got you it. just forfeit that uh, completely. Right. But I will say, right. um, there's a little soft spot, uh, at the end of December. It's that week, like the taint week, mm. you know, cause it, <laughs> right. it, it tanked the holidays, but it tanked the new year. Uh, and <laughs> that's where it can be a dumping ground if you don't get control of that. So my advice would be like, my tip would be plan the week after Christmas in advance. Otherwise somebody's going to plan it for you and you're not going to like it because it's going like to be black it out, black. It yeah. Out. Black it out. Have a plan. Be like, Oh, sorry, we can't, we're doing this or we've got this going or whatever. I don't care. We're Smart. buying throw pillows for our feet. You know, if you right. don't, though, someone will uh, will plan that for you. Aaron, do you have any any tips uh, for for the people? Yeah. So my uh, my mom gave me this tip. This is a tip for those uh, people who are who we would call like the magic makers. Like maybe you're the person who helps the great present giver of Christmas. Mm. Wink, 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 yeah. wink. Um, but this is. This is a tip if you've got kids that like to sneak around your house looking for hiding places. Mm. Um, My mom taught me this tip, and it is to send Christmas gifts to the office, not your home. Smart, smart. And they they never know. That's what she did. We would we would make ourselves crazy looking for those Christmas presents. I know, but I will tell you the downside of that is when I come to work, they're always like, we have packages for you. And I'm always like, yay. And then they're like, it's all Aaron's Christmas. It's for all her toys for her kids. Yeah. I'm like very disappointed. Sorry. That's but cool. it is, it's very helpful because my kids will ransack our house looking for the presents. So. Were, Aaron, were you a sneaker? You trying oh, to- Oh, yeah. Big time sneaker. Big time. Jamie, I'm asking a question I know the answer to. Were you a sneaker? <laughs> Listen, not only was I a sneaker, which is also how I found out some weird family- uh, details about my family's life, uh, some paperwork that I should probably have not seen at six years old anyway. But I also, we, my brother and I were so bad. We would count the gifts 
as my, cause my mom would just wrap them as soon as she bought them and put yeah. them under the tree. So we would count them. So she eventually had to create a coding system so that she would know, but we wouldn't know. So it'd mm. be like a, a number system of like one twelve, and there'd be just seven gifts for one twelve, and we wouldn't know who one twelve was. That's funny. Yeah. We're I love vi- that. We were horrible. We were horrible. I also saw a video on TikTok of a lady who gets a hotel room one night and she gets room service and she brings all of her presents and she wraps them in silence and she watches Gilmore Girls and she doesn't wear a bra. And I was like, that is the vibe. That's what I want to do. Nobody talks to her. She just gets to do what she wants and she gets DoorDash and she wraps her presents. It's a great silence. idea. I know. I think I'm going to do it this year. What a fantastic idea. You should rent out like a conference room and just invite people. Be like, the only rule is there's no talking to each other. But we can all be here together. That's <laughs> no, bras. no bras. No bras. <laughs> optional. Optional on that. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to talk specifics. Uh, before we do, uh, if people don't know, if they're just listeners, like lurking listeners, um, uh, we actually do a version of this, a Smooch Me Kill on our socials. Uh, Jamie does an outstanding job every single week on Fridays where it's uh, the things you should uh, be paying attention to, things you should uh, should partner with, and things you should kill uh, on on your weekend uh, menu. So make sure you're following us on social media to get that. Um, let's start with our smooches of December. Jamie, what are you leading off with? Uh, I'm leading off with the thing I have been thinking about for what feels like an entire year, and that is the movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone. I... Mm-hmm. Could not be more excited about this film. This film, if you don't know, this is about a young woman, Bella, who is brought back to life from death by her guardian, the scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter, who, of course, is played by classic villain, oh wait, by classic villain, Willem Dafoe. Mm. And then, initially, she's naive. She wants to learn around the world about the world around her. Then she bumps into Mark Ruffalo, and she's like, into that, and starts a relationship with him, and she kind of travels around the world, and kind of is like a toddler trapped in an adult Emma Stone body. And I've been waiting on this a long time because it was supposed to come out in September. It got moved because of the strike. It comes out wide release December 22nd. Here's what, I, and it's got like Rami Yusuf is in it. Gerard Carmichael is in it. Like I like the weird Christopher Abbott from Girls. Like it's a weird eclectic group. Uh, but what I love about it is I loved The Favorite. Now, do I think that Yorgos, the director, makes always good films? Not for me. Uh-huh. Not like like the lobster and yeah. the sacred killing. Wait, the killing of a sacred deer. Yeah. But this the poster's tra- fantastic. The trailer's fantastic. I will say the other thing is I think Emma Stone is really the ideal actress who can combine absurdity with grounded vulnerability. And I think she pulls that off better than maybe anyone. And so I'm just trusting the process that I'm going to love this. Okay. I... um. There, I'm I'm of two minds here because I'm a uh, whatever the opposite of season tickets is right, for Yorgos. Right, right. I'm that right. you know. Right. I'm fight on sight with Yorgos because I just feel like he makes movies that make you want to hate yourself and the movie. <laughs> right. um, but yeah. I like I like all the elements here. I like what you're talking about. I like that Emma Stone feeling like a little bit of a goth girl going on. This is like a goth yes. Titanic kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I'm worried. Feels like we're going to get some Ruffalo dudity, you know, just oh, with some scenes in the 100%. trailer. 100%. Well, she, the first nude, I think she might have been nude in Billy King, that movie. Like okay. she might have. Not the movie I would have thought, you know. We might have gotten nipple in that, but we definitely got nipple. We got nipple from Emma Stone uh, in The Favorite. So mm. my guess is we're going to get nudity all the way around. Yeah. Like, I, uh, that Ruffalo low key 
feels like a sneaky like you want me show it i'll show it and they're like no mark it's it's a it's a hulk movie we, we're just we're not doing that you no know? i think he's one that we're like i'm ready like yeah. he i think he comes on set and he's nude and they're like hey did you go buy costuming because yeah. we have like a whole thing for you to wear yeah the Hulk like, just doesn't okay. have any nude scenes in this one or any, no. uh, just so you know. Uh, right. Defoe, he's really leaning into that Scarface kind of vibe, which I feel Love like is perfect it. for him. Yes. So I'm excited for him. Uh, so I, man, um, I don't know what Emma Stone's up to these days, but with this and the curse, I, I don't know what kind of, if she's broadening her range, if she's like, I'm definitely not going to get typecast, if she's just kind of sowing her prestige oats. But I, I continue to be impressed with the choice. There's a little bit of a, a little bit of a Gosling thing going on, you know. He had his era where he was like, "I'm, I'm in, I'm in a move like, the, like Drive, English Drive, where it's just like, you're not gonna like this. You think it's gonna be one thing, and you're just not gonna really enjoy this experience." But I, I appreciate that she's leaning into that as well because I feel like it's it's showing um, the depth of her talent. You well, know? and I will say, upcoming is Cruella Two, which I really oh, liked. Cruella let's go! I love yeah. that one. And then she's doing like truly, it's just like and to your ghost movies. So yeah. I do think she has Leonardo DiCaprio to herself to your ghost as Scorsese. Like I think sure. that's what she's doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it. I, I don't, don't love, love it. it, but yeah, I would, I don't want her to do it all the time, but do you still. think it's uh, if this was election night, do you think you would be comfortable announcing calling uh, Jennifer Lawrence's corner for Emma Stone? Would you be comfortable making that call like officially that she's taking it? Yeah. That Jennifer she's taking Lawrence it. Is take- no. A hundred percent. No, not yet. I Too close to call. Well, and listen, they're longtime close friends, the two of them. And yeah. they had babies almost at the same time. Like it was, and they both married like New York guys who were not really well known yeah. by anybody. And I think that's, and having dated really well known people. And so I think they're living a, a very similar life. The only thing is I think Jennifer Lawrence is more glossy and Emma Stone is weirder, but I just I think agree. it's because of the size of her eyeballs. They're just big. Yeah, it feels mm, reductive to grind it down to, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is more classically attractive. Uh, ergo, yeah. it's difficult for her to do weirder parts. And not that Emma Stone's on, she's obviously a very attractive person, but I think she has the latitude to, to, to do some weirder stuff if she wants to. Yeah, I think it's hard for Jennifer Lawrence to be like, what, I'm weird. Do you not yeah. buy it? It's like when hot people try to be funny, you're like, mm, no, but thank yeah. you. Yeah. Is this where we talk about Matt Reif and his special, or do you want to say that for later? He's only hot. <laughs> he's only hot by science. He's only hot by science. So, God, man, I'd yeah. not like. I've, I'd seen him just like on the socials, you know, not like yeah. ever dove into his, uh, I don't know, oeuvre <laughs> or whatever. Right. Um, but leading off his um, special with a domestic abuse waitress joke, just that's a move. It's not a move I would have made. But and whatever. and to pair it with an interview where he was like, I literally wanted to make this a show for guys. Yeah. Not for women. Women who the reason he got a special was women. Yeah. And I just that's my favorite thing when so, we we make you famous and then you're like, Mm-mm, I want to be rough and ready. <laughs> I don't know. He's an attractive oh. guy though. So that's the hubris of an attractive guy. You think you can get away with that stuff. Again, so. again, only by science. That's a lot of filler. Go back and watch Wild and Out. Those those uh chicklets did not come from God. Really? They from a they oh, oh. We will include a show notes, and he will include in the show yeah. notes a before and after what science has done to Matt Life. Not cute, and then very cute. Let's. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna smooch. Um, I'm gonna smooch American Fiction, a movie that yes. I feel like I've heard about for 20 years. Um, I've been so excited to uh, uh to 
watch it because of the buzz, but also because of just the the tangential elements around it. Uh, this is uh, written and directed, I think, debut uh, m- uh, feature directorial uh, event by Cord Jefferson. Uh, and it's executive produced by Ryan Johnson. I feel like I'm in great hands there. Uh, Cord Jefferson, he's a name that's been bounced around a lot. Um, and he's been attached to a lot of great things. Um, just looking at his IMDb, um, he was uh, involved in Master of None. Uh, he wrote, uh, I think, several Good Place episodes. Uh, he was heavily involved in Watchmen. And he uh, did some writing. I might have done some directing for Station Eleven. So it, that's bulletproof to me right there. Whatever 100%. you want to make. I'm into, I'm ready to listen to. Uh, the slug line for the story is uh, a novelist played by Jeffrey Wright, uh, who's fed up with the establishment profiting from quote unquote black entertainment uses a pending to write a book that propels into the heart of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. Uh, the uh, Along with Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross plays his wife. Issa Rae plays kind of a rival uh, author who her success pushes Jeffrey Wright over uh, the crosshairs. And then uh, Sterling K. Brown, who I did not know originally was involved, but I was so excited to see. And uh, the immortal, the incomparable, right. mulleted Adam Brody uh, right. is involved with this. I knew you'd be excited. Just the I piece there is a song. Yeah, yeah no, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I was so excited. Um, there's so much to like about this uh, uh, premise and the story. And I think Jeffrey Wright is a perfect kind of avatar um, for a story like this. It looks really funny. It looks really clever. Um, I think the best kind of, um, this isn't quite a satire, but I feel like, it, it uh, uh, I don't know, straddles the line between there's something really true here and there's something kind of absurd and fun here. Uh, so I can't wait to see what Jeffrey Wright does with this. No, I cannot wait. And the other thing I love about this is it premiered at some film festivals earlier in the year. So a lot of critics got to review it and it is holding steady at like 96%. So I, th- I feel like it's going to be an awards contention. Um, and I feel like Cord Jefferson is going to be a name we hear for uh, a long time. If he has uh, more stories in that chamber. So can't wait to see this play out. Uh, Jamie, what else are you smooching for December? Okay. So I think a perfect artist to add to your December list of to do's in the midst of all the crazy is Samara Joy. Samara Joy, you may like know her name because she won two Grammys last year, but, but most importantly, she won for best jazz vocal album, but she really the impressive one was she won Best New Artist, which is a very competitive category. And she's 24 years old. It proves that Gen Z can jazz just as hard as Ryan Gosling, which Mm. is impressive. And she just released a holiday EP called A Joyful Holiday. And I like I and I was playing her album that won her all the awards linger a while. She has a deluxe version that came out this year as well. That is the perfect thing to add to your playlist because I don't know what it is about jazz, but jazz feels Christmassy even though it's not about like the songs are not about Christmas. And so it's the perfect, her whole playlist. Like if you just pull up Samara Joy and just play her, her voice is like, it's the opposite of what my voice is right now. It is Mm. thick and dreamy and like, you're just soothed by it. It's so impressive. And so I kind of, and I love that her, like her parents were in a gospel choir and like a gospel group. And she like toured with Andre Crouch as like a teenager. Like I love everything about that. So she's who I think you should smooch this December. Um, okay. I'm going to smooch. Uh, this is gonna be a TV show. Uh, and this is on, uh, the, the Disney plus, uh, and this is Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Okay. I feel like I'm taking a little bit of risk, honestly, my, the risk profile, it's like up and to the right on this one because I feel like this could go really bad um, or this could be really great. This is Walker Scobell, I think is how you pronounce it, from The Adam Project. Uh, he played young, like he played a kid version of Ryan Reynolds and he yes. nailed it. So if he channels any of that, I feel like this is going to be great. Um, I think there's a market inefficiency, inefficiency right now for um, uh, kid episodic 
melodrama entertainment where it's not really getting a lot of like sustained TV shows that cater to kids that you're like, this yeah. is great. I can sit down, watch this with my kids. They're going to love it. Um, and we have uh, most notably celebrity uh, cameo buy-in because we have uh, one of the Duplass brothers, a Dupli, Jay. He's oh, going to be love in a this. Dupli. We have uh, Lance Reddick. And I think in his last role uh, uh, since before he passed, uh. Megan Mullally, uh, Jason Manzukis uh, as Dionysus, which is a perfect fit. And then uh, most uh, um, notably, we have Lin-Manuel, who will be showing up in a casino, well, seemingly. Okay, but Jamie, like maybe only don't. for a cameo. Jamie, maybe. don't. Be nice. Be nice. You think he's going to sing just because he can? Like, they'll be like, we made it so you could sing because we know how good you are at the vocals. It's like, oh, he's, he's talk rapping again. That's a new one. Interesting. <laughs> you know, but I, th- I don't know. Maybe he needs this, though. Maybe he's like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of, I've hit the skids recently. I just need like I'm really tight on those royalties for Hamilton, the musical. Yeah. It's very tough out there. Listen, my niece, my second oldest niece, Ashlyn, she loves Percy Jackson with an affection I've, I've never seen from anybody. And mm. all she talked about at Thanksgiving was this. Like, she's so excited about this. Okay. And she's an I, adult. I, and she's an adult. And she's so excited. So. See, I did see the Rick Riordan, whatever, the, the writer. I don't know yeah, how to yeah, pronounce yeah. his last name. Uh, he was not involved with the movies. I didn't know that because he was writing the books. So he's like, I can't really exact produce here but he's very involved in this like co-writing um so it has his uh, seal of approval and i think if if uh you you aren't familiar with the percy jackson series it's just american harry potter but more focused on greek mythology and not magic and i think on the plus side in the holiday seasons talk about it you're not going to enrage your religious family members you know because yeah. it's not like witchcraft and sorcery and stuff like that downside it does involve polytheism which they're not going to love but i just wouldn't focus on that you know is it like the gods right like zeus and all of them yeah, you've got you've got a lot of them. Um, you there were some gods and goddesses they missed out on that I would have liked. Like I feel like we have some really good celebrity overlaps, like Artemis. You know, like um, if you uh, if you listen to Faith of Faith Jason, I think we've talked about Artemis a little bit. She's a huge factor in the New Testament, uh, but she's kind of like the crunchy, the crunchy god. You know, um, oh, and I feel a like Shailene Woodley, Shailene Woodley, boom, that would have been perfect oh, right there. That's perfect. And then you have like Hephaestus. He's uh, like god of the forge, blacksmithing. Lights. Oh. Stuff like that. Big bearded burly guy. What'd you think? Like the of Listen, the collaborative work. Literally the place in? we work is called yeah. Forge. And it took me forever to know that it was about steel. <laughs> Even though we live literally in the steel city and everything here is about iron. It's unclear. And, it's unclear and, though. You don't know that. I couldn't even tell you if iron and steel are related. I think they are, but I don't know that. And I live here. Aaron, can you look that up? Are iron and steel related? Because I don't know. <laughs> they are. She they won't are. even look it up. She's like, absolutely not. You're 100%. You're 100% on that. Which Arnold's comes first? Related. Which one's the chicken and which one's the egg? Mm, I believe great question. Iron. Uh, I believe iron and then it is transformed into steel. Is iron that I take for anemia, is that actual iron? Is it little bits of steel? No, it is not. Well, so well, does that make Iron Man greater than Superman? Because he's Man of Steel and Iron Man is Man of Iron. So I don't, I don't know. Interesting, Aaron. Interesting. So, Are you so sure now? Uh, well, she hasn't seen either of those movies. So yeah. that's not true. I've seen all of those movies. Every single one of them. How do you think second. he got the name Iron Man, Aaron? He has shrapnel in his chest from mm-hmm. the terrorists. Yeah. And that's it. End of that's story. It. And he's and like, I'm he Iron Man because he made a special thing that sucks it out, that keeps it away from his heart. Yep, that's right. See, an I iron know vacuum. things. Yep, <laughs> I know about things. You got it again. You don't need to see the movies. But Hephaestus, he's he's got the forge and the iron okay. and the steel. However, that breaks down. And I feel like that was Idris Elba, just big bur- burly bearded guy. <gasps> yes. That would have been cool. But they didn't, and that's okay. I'm not like I'm not mad about it. But I, I'm really looking forward to this, and I've got a lot of my hopes 
Uh, and, and, the, and my kids have a lot of hopes on this. Okay. All right. Picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com popcast. Go to chomps.com popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash podcastpod. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, 
They have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. All right, Jamie, that was, uh, those are things for smooching. Uh, this December. Talk to me about what you're going to marry this December. Oh, I'm going to marry this once a week. No prenup. That is Slow Horses season three. Mm. It actually premieres on the day this episode goes live. Um, but what's beautiful about it, it's six episodes. It takes you right through December 27th. This is what you want to enjoy. Now, for those who don't know, I have greenlit both season one and season two. That's how much I love the show. Slow Horses is a spy thriller, which I, I think might be my favorite genre of drama is spy thriller. And it's based on the Slough House series of novels by Mick Heron. So each season is a, one of the books in the series. And these are books that are all like 4.2 on Goodreads. So people really love this series. Slow House is kind of this purgatory for MI5 agents that are not good enough to stay in MI5, but they're not bad enough to fire um, due to lawsuits. And so they put all these kind of chaotic agents into this one house. And it's led by the fantastic Gary Oldman as Jackson Lamb, who is, you know, uh, rude and uh, doesn't bathe and maybe has an addiction to alcohol. And then everybody else that works for him, it's just this chaotic, um, it's this chaotic group of people. And what's great is they keep it tight. Listen, I'm watching a show right now that is 10 episodes and it should have been, it should have been fewer because I just think they just tried to push too much. They, it's slow. It's going slow in the middle. Name names, and, you coward. What is it? Uh, murder at the end of the world. Murder at the end of the world. Ah, oh, for real? Well, listen, the two, the first episodes are so good. Like beyond dynamic. I mean it. Like I'm going to still watch it and it's, it's just probably, but right now I'm like, we, we're not making progress. What's going on? There's Why nothing are we worse not than that. Progress? Nothing. I know. And I just think if they had cut two episodes off, we would have been fine. But anyway, this show, it's a nice tight six, which I really appreciate. So for Mm. this December, you could marry the whole show. And I'm telling you, you will love it. Now, this is not for kids. Uh, There is a lot of uh, addiction and goriness and cursing and a little nudity, to be honest. So if you are like I am, not yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed. Our our, our white whale, you know, maybe one day. (laughs) It is. It truly is. Now, you know, so uh, in Slow Horses, there's a guy who in my in one of my green lights coming up. uh, He's in a show uh, that I'm going to talk about. But Jack Loudon. Oh, I, I love got introduced Jack to him okay, in Slow Horses him. based okay. off your recommendation, and he is tremendous. I love uh, him so in Slow Horses much. and this other show. Uh, Aaron, I'm looking up. Uh, it says steel is stronger than iron, so it's kind of embarrassing right, for you right he, now. I like that he didn't trust you. He was like, "I don't think you looked it up." No, no, I was just curious. I was just curious. But and steel it, is made from iron. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but it's just cooler. It did. The, no, my but Google that search, wasn't the was question like you asked me. I, yeah, was that the spirit of the question though? No, 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 that's not true. No, <laughs> I ask a chicken and an egg. Who's stronger, mm. a chicken or an egg? No, it's that's a chicken. Literally it's a chicken. not what you asked me. Will somebody roll that? What I heard back? was who's cooler, chicken or egg? And God. the answer I, I got is, is different from cooler. what Aaron gave Egg is cooler. Egg is cooler. Absolutely not. I actually think chicken's cooler. Steel, chicken's no, way cooler. made from iron. No, chicken's got that weird part that you bite into and you're like, I got to spit this out. But yeah. an egg is like, 
all this is good. Don't worry all about the, it. All of this, this is, is nonsense. <laughs> Both of you are talking absolute nonsense. Weirdly, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's the cartilage and it's not good. It's all about like ceiling. It. How high is your ceiling? You know, right. that's good stuff. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to marry, I've got two books coming out. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, this is called The Kingdom, comma, The Power, comma, and The Glory, colon, American Ooh. Evangelicals in an Age of Extremism by Tim Uh-oh. Alberta. Uh, this Looks really good. I've read an excerpt already. Uh, Tim Alberta uh, writes for The Atlantic. And um, he is, uh, I think when you're writing a book like this, about a topic like this, uh, for me, it's a automatic uh, buy or sell, uh, depending on your proximity to the evangelical church. So when I read a Beth Allison Barr, I know she's got the experience. So she knows what she's talking about. Uh, Not from the outsider's perspective. Tim Alberta, similarly, comes from within the church. Uh, so he knows what he's talking about. He has the experience. He has uh, got the receipts and the equity to uh, comment upon uh, the American evangelical uh, movement. So I'm very excited uh, to read this book. And then uh, there's also um, God Save Benedict Arnold, colon, The True Story of America's Most Hated Man by Jack Kelly. Uh, Benedict Arnold, fascinating character. Uh, he barely cracks my top seven traders of all time. Wow. I think. Uh, give, it, give us the number one. Give us the number two or three. Well, give us the top tier. Number one, uh, definitely Scar from Lion King. I mean, that's just uh, like a low down dirty, you know. Yeah. It's because no, he talked fair. trash when he did it, you know. If he would have just been like, what? Sorry, I can't hear you. I'll let you go. You're dead. But he's like, long live the king. That's dirty, man. That's like dirty stuff. But Andy's also hot. I don't think Benedict Arnold was hot. I think he was actually. I think he was. That really? He was kind of like You think Captain all traders have to be hot because that's how they get you is you're like, oh my God. Oh yeah, I'll share secrets with you. I think you trust uh, hot people. You know? You're yeah. just like, Matt Reif, tell me a good comedy special. And then suddenly he's making weird jokes. You're like, I don't know. This feels weird. I think Benedict Arnold was probably pretty hot probably. Oh, okay. Number two, Judas, Scariot. You know, oh, maybe he's misunderstood, yeah. maybe he's not, but he's still like Misunderstood. He's a, he's a yeah. Misunderstood, but also a traitor. Yeah. Oh, Fundamentally, he is a traitor. Yeah. You don't know that. You might think you it's one kind of traitor versus another, but fundamentally, Aaron, he was a traitor. Misunderstood. He was but Aaron, you have to say the words. He was a traitor, right? But like that. But no, just like yes or no. There was are he a traitor? ways that you could understand that to where he could not be. Is was what you, I'm saying. Was Judas the chicken or the egg? Ooh, interesting. Good question, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peter Pettigrew, another traitor. Uh, Cassius and Brutus. <laughs> um, Why are you uh, laughing at Peter Pettigrew? <laughs> It's so funny. He's a a big traitor. traitor. Cassius and Brutus, Joe Pantoliano in The Matrix. I'll never get over that one. I did not see that. God, that was the worst. But then I immediately understood because I was like, real steak. Yeah, I get it. Makes sense. Ribeye. You should do a newsletter. You should write about this in your newsletter. This is a great list. Just all. Have you already already done it? I subscribe. No. (laughs) I subscribe. Got him. So I'm excited. I'm excited about both those books. I think they're going to be really good. All right, Jamie, what else you got? Okay, I have two books, but they're in the same category, which is uh, Smooch, Mary, and other stuff. Spasa, spasa. So the first one, and they're both series, and their newest books comes out come out in December. So the first one is Ruthless Vows by Rebecca Ross. It comes out December 26th. I had recommended Divine Rivals. Listen, and so many of you have DM'd me because you've read it, and you've been like, this is amazing, but how dare you recommend me a book that has a sequel? Because it really does end on a mm. solid cliffhanger. But this is only a two-book series, so all your needs will be met by the end of this calendar year. So uh, as a reminder, Divine Rivals is about two rival journalists in a world where they are basically, they're trying to hold the whole society together. Okay. Um, two and, journalists uh, are? Weirdly enough, yes. At That's the Oath Gazette. 
That's journalist. right. And uh, she writes letters to her brother, and uh, then they vanish because she slips them under a wardrobe, a la C.S. Lewis, and oh. they disappear, and she doesn't know where they go. So it's a very magical world. Um, and so uh, her rival, that's who gets the letters when she puts mm. them under the wardrobe. It is chaos, but it's also sexy. And then the other book is a new one from Evie Dunmore, which is called The Gentleman's Gambit. This mm. is an extraordinary women series. This is book okay. four. I would skip book three. That shows my vibe. But books one and two, I greenlit book one many years ago. And then this is book four. Book four is fantastic. I got a, an early copy of it. Um, this is about a uh, a bookish suffragette. I mean, can you even? That's fantastic. Um, she has uh, writer's block. It's a tense time in the women's rights campaign in England. And then uh, she works at Oxford. It's very sad. And then suddenly, uh, this guy comes along and it's a romance. It's a classic romantic book um, that has sexy time. Both of these books have open door scenes in them. So if that's not your thing, you're missing out because it's a great mm. thing. And uh, I love both of these books. So if you're looking to marry something, these series are great. If you're looking for just a fun, lighthearted in the midst of a stressful season and you want a little escape, these both series are fantastic. Okay. Um, my uh, last Mary for December uh, is uh, the movie. Um, that I've, I've pushed all my chips in on similarly. Um, you know, I, uh, Jason, and I talked about this week, um, all the season I have, um, ridden my Ohio state will be Michigan take. I've ridden it straight into hell. Uh, and I did, oh. and I was wrong, you know, um, no. it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but I'm also going to ride my Glenn Powell is meant to be a superstar take straight into hell as well. Right. So I hope I'm not wrong on this one, but look, I, you know, uh, for, and the more, you know, this week, we actually, we, uh, talked about, um, uh, duo couplings in a little bit. There's a, there's a yeah. hypothetical twilight duo coupling that was some people are whispering about. I was not either. Uh, so I think that if you're, if you're in that kind of mood with Glenn Powell and Cindy Sweeney, um, you'll enjoy it the more, you know, but look, they're, they're both red hot. I, I think neither are critically adored mm-hmm. like they should be. Um, right. I think there, if you really like squint, this is kind of like code switching, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like we're going to fake being together. I yeah. don't know. Maybe we get together. Maybe we fall in love in, in, in the faking. Who knows? But I think more importantly, from my perspective, I think a few years ago, Bradley Cooper really abdicated that hot, tan, douchebag, apex predator, sexy guy. Yes. And it's time for someone to fill that vacuum. Army Hammer tried, didn't have what it takes. Uh, 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 turn him into cannibal, you know, so that's sad for him. But I think Also, Glenn, he's back on it. Sidebar. Did you see he's back on Instagram? No. No. Harvey Hammer came back in the gym, posted a g- like gym bro fit, and then tagged and then wrote Thanksgiving gobble gobble. Oh, Dude, buddy, you can't hard launch back into cannibal no. jokes. Read the room. <laughs> no. Or was it a great move? Just like really lean right into it. You lean know? right into it. Like, and I think you do that if you're not a cannibal, but I yeah. think you'd also do it if you were a cannibal. Man, incredible. Incredible. I've watched another trailer. I, I don't know. They released like a a, a, a follow up. I really like what I'm seeing here. Yeah, it's really isolated I like the on the two trailer. of them. They kind of look like the worst people ever. Um, and it's one of those. It's kind of like a buddy buddy copish movie. You know, amongst yeah. the cop. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel good about it. And maybe it's my Glenn Powell uh, blinders. But I'm 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 hoping for the best here. Again, I Glenn Powell he posted on Instagram this weekend that he was with his parents at the Jefferson Memorial mm. because that is where his dad proposed to his mom and they like reenacted <laughs> a photo of him wow. proposing to her. And okay. I was like, Am I in love with you? I want to be in your family. This is the most adorable thing. So I want only good things for both he and Sydney. 
Like, I feel like if you're throwing down a proposal uh, in D.C., the Jefferson Memorial is probably one of the weirder ones. It feels like the Lincoln, that's the obvious one. You know, you don't want to go. But then Lincoln's uh, in it. You don't want Lincoln. But see, Jefferson, it's just like, look at these columns. Uh, Tom, Tommy Jeff's got some baggage, though. Got some <laughs> got some baggage when it comes to so, marriage. Yes, you know, he he did not say committed to that one wife. I'll tell you no, that. No, you've got the Vietnam Memorial. That's probably not what you want to do either. So I would just say don't do a D- D.C. proposal. Maybe. You don't want to do the the soldier that's watching over the unknown soldier. Like you don't the, want me to be like, hey, can the you soldier take who's watching over the unknown soldier. That's well, a, I was mainly <laughs> I was mainly thinking about him taking the pick. Hey, can yeah. you click this for us real quick? It's supposed to be really quiet up here, but yeah, I'll go ahead and take that pick. Really good. It's a <laughs> it's a great memorial, but yeah, also not a good one. Is DC romantic at all? I don't think so. Oh, probably not. You could do uh, no. where where uh, uh, when the cherry blossoms come. That's cherry true. blossoms they are, are good. Stunning. That's, that's yeah. where what's her name got pushed on the train in House of Cards. You could do it there. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> do you have another Mary for December, Jamie? Yes, I have one more. And this one is kind of a cheat because it already three episodes are already out. Okay. And, but it will and it will continue into January. So it's it's like so you're marrying it in the middle. OK, but I've already watched the first three episodes. and I'm, I'm very into it. So I'm hoping it can hold its serve. And that is the fifth season of Fargo. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah. I love Noah Hawley. I think both Knox and I have always been a fan of Noah Hawley, who yep. created this show uh, based obviously on the movie. And the first two seasons are impeccable to yep. me. Like they're just so great. Third and fourth season, really, the fourth season is not good. That's like, a Chris Rock season. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's really bad. It, it's very tough. It's hard to talk about uh, racism well yeah. in the uh, Northern uh, Midwest. I don't know. It's just, it felt weird. And it felt like they didn't know how to do it. And they were like, eh, I don't know. Anyway, but this season is so weird. Listen, the first episode, if you don't love the first episode, you can quit because you won't like the rest of it. Yeah. The, Jennifer Jason Lee playing a matriarch who wants everyone to hold uh, assault rifles in the uh-huh. Christmas photo. I, I, I will not get over it. I will not get over it. The characters in this are so good. Juno Temple is leading it. She's which great. I thought in the final seasons of Ted Lasso that they did not give Juno Temple enough to do. What do you mean? She, just, she had a business in, in a lesbian love interest potentially. I, so that's good stuff. Yeah. I know that men think that's great, but <laughs> it felt like it wasn't enough. Yeah. And so, but then the John Hamm of it all, listen, that's all I care about is John Hamm in this. Okay. Like, he, like his performance or his butt? Just be honest. His bottom. It yeah. is impeccable. And I do think he makes a really great, weird sheriff. This is because in the past, I feel like they've not given the women, unless they're the cop, you haven't always given the women a lot to do. But Gina Temple, she has given so much and it's layered upon layered. And every episode you leave going, okay, well, I want to watch the next one. So you'll have to pace yourself because it only comes out once a week. So there's, I think at the time of this episode coming out, there's, four episodes maybe three or yeah. four yeah. so i i really i feel like it's back to form of the uh fargo's of of the past i no, i agree i i completely agree ham's great uh juno temple's great i i did bump on jennifer jason lee really um, i don't know she is i feel like she's doing a little like soft foghorn leghorn and I just need her to pick a lane, no, for sure. you know? Okay. See, I'm into that. Like a hundred percent. I'm not against it. Of, it's just, she's, she's just changing from episode to episode. And she's like, that's true. That's nah, true. I say, I, I say my daughter. I, I did. Students. I did like, I do like the guy with the eye patch too. For yeah. Radio. Kids Love in the hall, him. dude. That's good. Stuff. Yes. 
Love him. I will say, when I think of Jennifer Jason Lee now, all I think about is, oh, that's right. You were pregnant with uh, what's-his-face's baby, and then he cheated on you with oh. Greta Gerwig, and now they're married. Oh, is that for like, real? Yeah, that's for real. Like Washington Noah Baumbach? So, I did not know that. Noah Baumbach, yeah. They were together. He met Greta Gerwig on a film. They fell in love, but then pretended they didn't fall in love. Dang. And then he left Jennifer Jason Lee while she was pregnant with okay. his baby. That's tough. It's Again, not great. Greta Gerwig did that too. She participated in that too. So, you know, yeah. it's not great. But Barbie would I not do. approve of that. I, I Barbie would not approve. She would not. I no. think of her in Hateful Eight. That's my favorite uh, performance of her. Oh, that's a good performance. It's a good movie. Aaron, have you seen the Hate- Hateful Eight? And do you have no, any idea what it's about? Not. Do you want to guess? It sounds like it is about a group of cowboys <gasps> who go on a journey to rectify their bad reputations and regain their good names. I mean, it's 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 like a bottle almost- episode movie because so they it's they're stuck in a place in a snowstorm. So. Oh. Are That's they, tough, are they but, cowboys? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. They are, yeah. Okay. It's a she great Tarantino good. movie. It's a Stay great fast. Tarantino movie. Listen, Jennifer Jason Lee, my favorite performance always will be single white female. Like That's a good one. That's old school really classic. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Um, okay, so that is Mary's. Let's go ahead and go to Kills of December. Jamie, what do you have? Okay, up first, and I don't feel good about this. I want good things for these players, but it is the Netflix movie Family Switch. Okay. This is not for me. This is a movie on Netflix that comes out this week. It currently has no reviews anywhere, which should be your first sign that something's amiss. Okay, so this is based on a woman and a man, Jess and Bill, are doing their best to keep their family connected as their children grow older, more independent and distant. When a chance encounter with an astrological reader called Rita Moreno causes the family to wake up to a full body switch 
on the morning of the most important day of each of their lives. So the sun switches with the da. I have a question really quick. Did you say yeah. the person is called Reader Moreno? <laughs> Did I say Reader? No, you said Rita, but I feel like that's a pun. If you're if you're reading like poems, oh, and your name's Rita Moreno, Rita Moreno, but no. it is just Rita. Okay, her, that's well, it's the actress, you know, EGOT winner Rita Moreno. Oh, it actually is her. Okay, no, sorry. it is her. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I but messed that up. This this is the the dad switches bodies with the son, the okay. daughter switches bodies with the mom, the mm. baby switches bodies with the dog. I like that. That's what? actually good. <laughs> exactly. Now, first of all, let's talk about it. This is uh, directed by Mick G. I didn't even know he was still a thing. Okay. Oh. Starring Jennifer Garner and yeah. Ed Helms as the married oh. couple. Here's my issue. She had a baby. She's 51. What? Why should <sighs> she had a baby? She looks what? great. I don't, I don't have any issue with that. Listen, I have an issue with- Looking great doesn't increase your fertility at 51. No, it doesn't. Like, but you can pretty. talk me, again, hot person, you can talk me in anything. You did that? Okay, cool. I believe that. I have an, I, more of an issue with Ed Helms being able to woo Jennifer Garner no, into courtship. No, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. And listen, I care very much about the Jennifer Garner love history. I want her paired with people who are equitable to her. Because she's very hot. As I sit here on the countdown of my prediction that J Lo and Ben Affleck would break up mm. this year, and it looks like we on we on task. Okay, oh, are we? I saw him uh-huh. smooching on a couch in like a furniture store, or whatever. Did you, according see, to my did internet. you see him looking at her while she told him uh, funny stories, and he just looked miserable. Poor anyway, guy. it's it's great. Uh, this is not. Uh, listen, if this ends up being great, great. Like I want success for these players. And I know that she had a deal with Netflix to make like three family films. She did that bad day. No good. It's awful. Alexander. Yes day. Yes yeah. day. Well, she actually, Wait, she's talking about a different films? movie. She's actually no, talking about an adaptation. Yeah. Somebody's so, no good, very bad day or whatever. Yeah. And then she may, and, and, and listen, she was partnered well in that. Isn't that the one, which one's with the hot guy from, uh, uh, the hot guy from Narcos. Hot Narcos? That would be... I, I, I don't know if he's actually... Okay, wow. Uh, I think you're talking about yesterday because he is a hot man. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. So that was an equitable... I don't think the other one was. Like, I want her to be equitably hot with the people she's with. I just don't think we need all the switches. I'm sure it'll have some fun moments because the dog... I wish they'd just done the dog and the baby. Oh, now we've got like a dog with a blog situation and you know your boy's in. I'm all oh, in on that's that. that's right. That's right. That's right. So, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I think we started at the top we're anti-murder. We're anti-pedophile. We're potentially anti-vigilante. I would say right. we're, we also need to be anti-body switch movies. Yeah. Because there are just a whole number of issues that come into play. First time you got to go to the bathroom that I don't think anybody wants to get into. You know? Mm. And I just I think. I think about the son now. You know, but he's probably seen his, his diglet already. The, the, the son has seen his the own son? diglet. I feel, I feel no, confident The son has seen his dad's diglet. Isn't that how people, I don't know how dad. I feel like you're very blasé with that fact of that just like happening. (laughs) Got that thing slinging around all over the house. I know, but like, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've seen my mom's boobs, but I'm sure I saw my mom's boobs when I was little. I, it does. My journalistic instinct says to follow up and be like, how long has it been? You know, I want listener feedback on Instagram. Let us know. Have you seen your dad? Can't don't answer that question. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because I'm open up a box of trauma, and I don't know that we want to have that on our Instagram. I man, this looks so bad, 
And you're right. And I think this is a kill. This looks just like worse yesterday, all up and down. And I haven't even heard about it. So uh, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go, uh, I'm going to go more prestige, but uh, stay in the feature oh, okay. cinema realm. And I am going to say the uh, movie event Wonka. I think, I think it, <gasps> it deserves a kill shot. Little Timothy. And that's the tricky part of it all, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. Timothy Chalamet. And he's like just a, a guaranteed bucket at the box office. Got great taste, always up to good things. I've seen the trailer once. I've seen it twice. I've seen a different trailer. I just don't think he has the uh, ne- uh, necessary W Riz to pull off Willy Wonka. Yeah. And I think people don't realize this is way more musical than it is movie. It's not quite like no. it's a musical, but there's going to be lots of singing in this thing. And people no, aren't ready for that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. no. And I think uh, it, it feels like with with uh, musicals, you got to like lean in and be a musical or you just can't or you have like one or two songs. I just, La La Land is as, is as close as it gets, you know, to straddle the line between there's a lot of music, but there's also like some good drama here. And I just think people are going to go into this prepared for like Johnny Depp, but cooler. And they're going to get something weirder. And I just, this, I, I, we've talked about this, but it's directed by a guy most known for the Paddington movies, which I mean, that is what that is. You know, right. I just, I think this is against Chalamet's skill set. He's nuanced and understated. This asks him to be like real big. Uh, I, I think there's a reason that Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, leaned into the dark and gritty. It's because yeah. he's got the vibe for it. And I think Chalamet does too. And I, I just, I can't really for the life of me understand what the move is. I don't know if he's trying to peel them normals with this or he's trying to like keep his appeal like uh, multi-quadranted instead of like getting art house and like, uh, you know, coastal elites. Um, but I just don't think it's a good fit. Do you think this was his move to do like Marvel without having to do Marvel? Like I don't have to commit for a lifetime and maybe I'm trying to model myself after Johnny Depp, which I don't know that that's the role model you want to pursue. It's not. I I mean, I think Dune is, that's Dune, right? And he's got it. Yeah. He's doing it. So I I don't know. I don't know if he's just like trying to stretch out his, um, skill set and be like, well, I did that. This has, this has, uh, Matt from Great British Baking Show in it. I don't like that. I don't like that. I was hoping he was gone. It's, it's Hugh Grant. Not dead, but just gone. Wow, that's a good clarification because that would have been dark. Yeah, you know, right, uh, based right. off our last segment where you talked about things, what? that would have like been a double down dark. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I don't like the people involved. I feel like it's got it's got stink bomb on it. So uh, watch out uh, for yeah. people. Jamie, do you have another kill for December? I do, and this makes me nervous to say this because I want this to be good, but I don't think it's going to be good. And that is Adam Driver as an Italian again. Did okay. we not learn from the Gucci movie? Why is he Ferrari? I don't like the trailer. He seems sad, but not in a like meaningful way, just in Mm. a sad way. So this is the movie Ferrari that comes out Christmas Day. Um, The three big movies that are coming out Christmas Day are The Color Purple, which is a musical, um, and uh, Ferrari and The Boys on the Boat, which is just, I think, sad, pale, skinny boys on a boat in the Depression. Now, I saw a trailer for this uh, in my upcoming Dad Light. It's not sad. It's sports. Oh. It's uplifting. Oh, back in. It feels, it's about rowing it's, and crew. It's got that pale, like, desaturated vibe to it in the trailer, so I didn't know, like... You're not wrong. Like, oh, there's there's different... Uh, right. There's definitely a uh, Seabiscuit look, but humans. Right. Um, and it's like, <laughs> who who's the best villain in the 30s if you want to, like, rally everybody on one side? Who Hitler. are you going up against? Exactly. Hitler. So we're rowing against the Germans, baby. And I, I don't even know like if that's that. historical, but it makes well, you want to root for So this movie is about Enzo Ferrari. Can we be done with biopics? Just mm. for the record. I mm-hmm. think I am good. I am good. I talk about uh, 
what TV show made me so mad that I used to love and greenlit and now I hate it. I talk about that in The More You Know. But uh, the trailer was boring. Uh, Michael Mann, who's directing this, you know, Michael Mann, almost 81 years old, who hasn't had a good movie in 20 years. Sure. Uh, because he made Black Hat. You remember how much we loved Black Hat? Oh, um, and Miami Vice. Do you remember how much we loved Miami Vice? Uh, Listen, he, he did collateral. heat and he can he can cook off heat. Yeah, for a no, while. but that was 30 years ago. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, like just people don't forget, Jamie. Okay. People don't forget. People love heat. You know? <laughs> anyway, I would suggest seeing the sad boys in the boat or maybe happy boys in the boat or the color purple instead of this. I, Adam Driver, stop it. Stop they're very happy. Volume. Again, they're very happy boys in the boat. I will tell you that. They're very the happy. happy boy, go see happy boys in the boat. I, that's what I will do. That would have been a better so. title. Um, is it time for Adam Driver to fire his agent? I think it might be. Listen, I, I promise you, the I it would be a competition between the worst movie I saw this year was either 65. Don't say it. Don't say it. That he was why, you got, why you have to do that? Or that Ashton Kutcher Reese Witherspoon horror film that was a rom-com that was horrific those are like the two worst films I saw you should not be in the worst film that I saw this year I've seen over 60 films you should not be in one of the worst ones you're Adam Driver so um Aaron I'm gonna tell you who is potentially in Ferrari you tell me you spot the lie okay okay Adam Driver obviously Patrick Dempsey Pee Wee Herman Shailene Woodley Penelope Cruz which of these people are not actually in Ferrari? Pee Wee Herman is dead. Yeah, I mean, they filled this a, a while ago. Oh. It's not a reality show, you know. Oh. <laughs> That'd be cool, though, if it was. I, it's I, not a live version of Peter Pan. <laughs> I still think he was too dead. I think he's oh, been dead wow. for too long. Wow. Okay. So Pee Wee Herman. That's I'm actually right. Very good. Yes. Very good. Don't try to trick me. I tried to trick you. All the rest are, though. I can't be tricked. But that's a weird that the rest of the, I would actually it would make more sense for Pee Wee Herman to be in this as a dead person yeah. than Shailene Woodley. What? She plays a character named I am not making this up or mispronouncing this, Lena Lardy. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. I don't like that. I'm not into this. I don't need Ferrari. I don't I don't need it. I don't Jack O'Connell it. is in this. I love Jack O'Connell. So he's a season well, yeah. uh tickets. Jason, you will watch this, won't you? Ferrari? Big Ferrari guy over here. Oh, because listen, I did see an F1 TikTok, Jason, that Careful. I watched 30 times in a row because so, some guy is getting like they're in F1 behind the scenes. I don't know what they're doing, but they're walking together and okay. he like touches the hand of a girl I think he's in love with oh. and he like doesn't really look at her, but he like strokes her arm. But I think they're in love. And so I'm going to report back. How many strokes? Two, over two and a like, half. It's inappropriate. What, down and up. But, That's so just two. Maybe, that is close. One or two. That is close. Wow. I was like, am I in love with F1 now? Is Are they hot with, like, okay, are they hot? Hot people. Well, they, I know they're hot. Yeah. But are they hot with, like, romance? Like, I was like, this should be a novel. Yeah. I'm into this. I don't know what are this horny, is. Are hot people, like, doing horny stuff? Yeah. To answer your question, Jamie, they are. <laughs> 100%. It's my favorite thing they do. Um, okay. That is our conversation on the smooches, the marries, and the kills for uh, December. If you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Knoxandjamie.com slash 532. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? Let's do Oh, get it! No! Get it! Do it! For, for those who don't think it's live, it's live every time. Okay, wait. Do I a reel, power through it, whatever it sounds like, we'll okay. fix it in post. Jason, okay. don't. Let's do some lights! <laughs> you sound like Ron McDonald just got kicked in the gonads. <laughs> uh.
Incredible. What is your red light today? Okay, my red light is Hulu. Okay, I'm watching a ton on Hulu right now. Perhaps some future green lights, perhaps not. Actually talked about all I watched in November that didn't make the green light cut in this week's The More You Know on Patreon. This is an ad, become a B-Fox. But back to Hulu. When I open the app, Okay, and I scroll through my name. We just passed seven of my friends and family who freeload off of me. It opens to the main page, okay? And on the main page, there's a brand new limited TV series called okay. Far Away Downs. And I'm like, what is this? Six episodes. The visual that I see on the screen is Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman looking iconic with a sweeping vista. And I'm like, I'm a pop culture podcaster. How do I not know about this? Yeah. Like, I, how have I not heard of this? I haven't heard of it because it's not new. It is the 15-year-old film Australia that has been repackaged by its own director, Baz Luhrmann, into a TV show. He took his cutting room floor footage, added 30 minutes, and tried to trick us into thinking this is new. And guess what? It's not new. And I was like, I wonder if this half hour will bump its 54% original Rotten Tomatoes score. It didn't. It has a 44%. Uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, is this just a strike move? Like, we're just going to take movies and be like, no, 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 it's a TV show. Don't worry about it. And Bob Lerman did all these interviews and he was like, yeah, I just think it's 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 better as a TV show. What? No, you don't. You want a beach house and this is how you got a beach house. I was so mad at Hulu. I was like, how dare you I, trick me? To be honest, like, I don't understand. I like when I go to Hulu, I'm going for a show I'm watching, right? So right. I show up at the same time every week to do the same thing every week right. and it'll be a 10 episode season and I'll be showing up for the final. And when I get to that home screen, no, nowhere to be found. You it's like, what do it. you think I'm doing here? Hulu, why do you keep moving the continue watching? Why is you, why do you move it? Just leave it under the top under yeah. Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. Just leave it there. I don't want to watch these other, they have, I think Hulu has the worst algorithm. Like truly. Whereas I Netflix think, is like, I'm going to feature, because you love Hugh Grant, I'm going to feature Wonka with just a picture of Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, because it beautiful. knows I love Hugh Grant. I like that manipulation. That's perfect. Yeah. But whatever Hulu's doing is not working. Hulu's like, you've been here 42 weeks in a row watching the same thing. We're not going to serve it to you. You're going to have to search. You're going to have to you search. You are going to have to find with your and Good luck finding that search button. Good like luck. an uncircumcised Philistine. That's how much I hate That's you. Right. Okay, what's uh, your I, red light? Okay, this is good, because I, I, I'm going to um, red light... The I, I saw this a lot this Thanksgiving, um, and it's the series of commercials from Mean Girls on behalf of Walmart. Oh, yeah, and oh. this is I don't I don't feel like I'm a um, pearl clutching uh, uh, Puritan or dilettante. I don't know what dilettante means, but I'm just going to hope it applies here. I don't th- I, I'm not any of those things. Um, if you want to get paid, get paid. No issues there. But when I watched this series of commercials, the the Damien one really broke me. It's the one that sent me over the top. And I I, I want to be clear. Like, I, I don't blame Lindsay Lohan or Lacey Chabert or, or, or Damien or, or, or Kevin G or even Missy, Missy Elliott for, for taking the Walmart money. Like, right. I, I get it. I think this was the first time that I really felt the the blunt force artlessness of it all. You know, like the the graceless donkey braying of iconic lines <laughs> into our faces in the spirit of promoting Walmart's Black Friday deals. It was Walmart Black Friday deals, and I was a woman possessed, along with everyone else at North Shore. I can't with these kids. Well, they're all distracted. It's those Walmart Black Friday deals. What's this? Someone started a deal book that's been going around. It's full of secrets. 
Who would write that about a blender? Shut up! Another Walmart deal just dropped. Shut up. I didn't say anything. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Glad I could help. Oh, Mathletes needs more girls. That just felt like a bridge too far for me, you know? And I, and I think it's just, it was another reminder that nothing is sacred here at the precipice of the hollowed out and godforsaken nostalgia slash uh, uh, late stage capitalism singularity. You know, everyone's dignity and standards now have price tags attached and it doesn't matter who's writing the check. And I think if however many years ago, if you told Tina Fey that her movie would be stripped for parts in a bid to boost shareholder value for Walmart, I feel like she'd been like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Listen, and we're, how could we even have a Mean Girls without Regina George? Like, what? how would you even suggest? You should have offered her whatever it took to get Rachel McAdams in this if you were to do it. And Amanda Seyfried, why are you here? You're supposed to be a good actress. What yeah, you you're above here? this. You should be above this. You don't need this. No. Thank God for Rachel McAdams saying yeah. no. And Aaron yeah. Samuels, probably. I don't know if you got the call. But just being like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. Because it just, it was disgusting, honestly. I feel like I'm relatively um, uh, unable to be offended. And I was aghast and offended at them yeah. throwing fetch in my face to try to get me to buy another Keurig. For 79, it's a great price. It is. I'm not gonna lie. But like, don't. Don't. These are different things. And you shouldn't they be are combining different them. things. I don't like it. That's disgusting. Right. Um, Jamie, what's your green light this week? Okay, I have two green lights. So the first one is a new Christmas movie. Listen, I can't even believe I'm saying this because I thought all the Christmas movies were done. However, you know, Knox and I really love the family stone. I kick off the season with the family stone. I watched it on Thanksgiving night. Knox, I think you and Ashley watch it on Christmas Eve. That's right. And so I I was like, I wish there was another poignant, dialogue-driven, cozy, heartwarming holiday film. And there is. And it's called The Holdovers, uh, starring Paul oh. Giamatti. Listen, it is our – it's it's not our new family zone. It is like they're going to make great cousins at the Christmas. Mm. So this is from Alexander Payne, who did Sideways, where that's how we kind of really were introduced to Paul Giamatti, other than when he was uh, – Paul Giamatti was in Pretty Woman. Was it Pretty Woman? No, no idea. My, my Best Friend's Wedding? You think of Jason yes. Alexander's in Pretty Woman. That's always weird to me. That's right. Paul Giamatti is in my best friend's wedding in the hotel because she's like, I can't, I'm locked out of the room. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. This is about a New England prep school where uh, the this instructor who is a curmudgeon, as you know, mm. Paul Giamatti, is forced to stay on campus during Christmas break to babysit the handful of students who have nowhere to go. They are called the holdovers. Okay. This ensemble is fantastic. The kid that is just i was like oh my god is this the new timothy like what is happening it is dominic sessa and he plays kind of a brainy troublemaker this is his first feature film he's iconic wow. in it and then it has the school's head cook who is divine joy randolph who we love here at the season podcast. tickets yeah season tickets that's right so this is the movie you're looking for because you know a smaller budget no rehashing of old ip character driven and a vibe listen they changed everything in this movie including just the opening credits where you have the like focus features they changed their logo to be 70s vibe everything oh, in this is 70s vibe without the disco and water grape you know it like felt like it was made in the 70s but like better quality um and i do think it might be paul giamatti's best work and i love him I, i'm a john adams fan and i love him in that i also love him in saving mr banks but this is a very fantastic film and it's still in the theaters uh it's been out a few weeks but like if you're looking for a date night to escape all the chaos of the season this is it 
It is so fantastic. I'm going to rewatch this. I now know every year I'm going to own it. I'm going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. Man, I was making plans last night to see a movie this week. And I was trying to narrow down between Holdovers and Napoleon. Um, and that Rotten Tomato score, so good on the Holdovers, yeah. not so good on the Napoleon. And there's Holdovers is a little more efficient. So I was skewing Holdovers, but I think this that, that put me I would be curious. Edge. I think you would Check really like it. It was fantastic. So, and then my other one really quick, it's another feel-good watch, um, particularly like me, and you're feeling the effects of aging in a more acute way, which is the new comedy special from Mike Birbiglia called The Old Man and the pool. Um, this is not like other, uh, my other favorite stand-ups who tell like five jo- jokes in every minute, who make every short side story hilarious. Um, this is kind of a bigger investment in storytelling. Literally the story consultant on this is Ira Glass. Oh, that wow. gives you any concept. Um, but he's painting this bigger picture. It's kind of stand-up meets memoir. And it's a perfect sequel to his last special, which is called The New One, which was him begrudgingly becoming a parent. Um, and all of that, all of that, all of what that entailed. And this is kind of what comes next. He's talking about his daughter between the ages of three and six. And what's great is it's his messy path to dealing with aging and health issues and anxieties and thoughts about death and sugar fries, which are not a thing that should be a thing. Um, it felt like an, an hour of therapy, but like you're not the worst person in the room, which is normally how therapy goes, um, it, which means it was awesome. So it's on Netflix. It's worth your time. I promise. It was really, really good. I am going to green light. I've got two green lights this week. I'm going to go, first I'll go dad light. And this is Trolls 3. I think it's actually uh, referred to as Trolls Band Together. Um, and we saw this, we took the girls, I guess the day before Thanksgiving, uh, to Cousins. It was a whole experience. Um, uh, now I know, like fact check myself, um, I did I was documented to have fallen asleep during this movie. So full accountability, you know, I would not blame the movie. I would blame my lifestyle. So I don't want that to spill onto Anna Kendrick or Justin Timberlake or anything like that. Um, But my, my girls brought me up to speed in like the 10 minutes I was asleep. And it was, you know, it was like dark night of the soul. Trolls got to do cool stuff and they do. And I was back for the end. So I got basically like all the good parts. Um, But basically this is the story of, Poppy realizes that Branch was part of the boy band Brozone with his brothers, uh, <laughs> who the brothers, the voices will, I have a hard time watching animated movies and not knowing who's talking to me. So I try to figure oh. it out, but then eventually I, like, I have to know. Um, but you've got, uh, uh David is in there. Uh, I think Kikuddy's in there. Troy Savon's in there. There's a lot of great voices, um, uh, in this movie. And really, I, I think who steals the show are the villains, uh, uh, Velvet and Veneer. Uh, Velvet is Amy Schumer and Veneers played by Andrew Rannells, who was uh, in Girls. He's like one of those iconic uh, character He's actors. So good. Um, but uh, for me, Keenan Thompson really steals the movie as Tiny Diamond. Uh, but this is, it's basically just is that a really great, great name? music. Tiny Diamond? It's so, so good. good. And he wants to convince everybody he's not a baby, but he is a baby. And I love that for him and the movie. Um, but it's just incredible music the whole time. So it's just the whole movie's oh, like, a, like a big old bop. And there's some character stuff in the middle that's not really important, uh, but the kids will love it. Uh, it's really, really well done. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, and then the proper green light this week uh, is uh, the TV show on Paramount Plus called The Gold. And Ooh. Jamie, you mentioned, I guess whatever the, the whatever at the end of the world, like two episodes A too murder long. Murder at the end of the world. Yeah. Murder at the end of the world. Uh, this is this one of those British shows, and I think the Brits are great oh. at economical episodic television. So I want to say this is like a six episode um, season 
So it really gets in there, tells the story, gets out, not a lot of fat on it. Uh, but basically in terms of the story, this is based on true events, which I did not know. Um, but it's kind of like, it's the wire meets kind of blue collar British oceans 11, you know? Um, and it's the story of a gold robbery basically. And it's slow burn procedural. Um, and basically crew robbers, they're trying to rip off like a small sum of money and they accidentally take like $26 million in gold bars. And then they got to figure out what to do with it. So hijinks ensue for the criminals and for law enforcement. There's a dude from Downton Abbey who's really awesome in it. Um, and I think for me more than anything is this felt like it was a show with people who are on the cusp of becoming superstars, you know, like a Jack Loudon. Uh, there's a oh, detective, okay. I forget her name, uh, but she's redhead. She's incredible in it. It's always people I didn't know, but I feel like I'm going to be seeing for the next 10 years. Um, so if you like a nice, easy procedural kind of British paced um, heist uh, um, thriller, you're going to love The Gold on Paramount Plus. Oh, I want to see this. Okay, so good. good. So really good. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you do me shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com slash shop. Make sure to go to Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase your affiliate link. If you're item purchase using that link, this week was Jamie, this is a Tipsy Elves Ugly Christmas Cardigan. Okay, and this cardigan is specifically for women. And the reason I know that is all the models of the 15 styles are very mm. much trying to make an ugly sweater super sexy. Okay. And to be honest, they're nailing it. They're nailing mm. it. They look so sexy. Um, a couple of them in a push-up bra. Love it. Okay, okay. but my favorite review, one star out of five. Uh, this comes, <laughs> it's a verified purchase who says, I only wore this for two hours and lost four of the ornaments. The ornaments are barely hanging on. I can't even walk down a hallway without hearing my balls bounce. So embarrassing. <laughs> it's good that it's a female uh, product, I would say. I know. I know. All right, you guys. Uh, don't forget to smooch us on Instagram, hearing us on Patreon, which will kill all your FOMO for December. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.